Blog Talk Radio. This is the Roman Show for the week of May 30th. This week we welcome none other than Abdiel Velasquez who fights on the Titan FC fight card coming up in Coral Gables on June 10th. This plus much more on the Roman Show. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in the face. Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go. Fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go. Blind, come. We're going, flight. GNC, we're going. Down here, go. Control, go. Go, go. FAO, we are go. Network, go. Discovery, go. Capcom, we're going, flight. Launch control, this is Houston. We are going to launch. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in to The Roman Show. This program, this episode is dedicated to the men and women in uniform who have fought and sacrificed their lives for the freedom of the United States of America. Thank you for all of those for doing what you do. And we never forget to those who have left us. Well, this is another episode of The Roman Show for the week of May 30th. Uh, I am Rodolfo Roman, your host, and on the other end, the dashing co-host, Mr. George Alonzo. George? Of course, voted number one face in Blog Talk Radio by all the women of Blog Talk Radio. Thank you very much. And how's everyone doing this evening? Well, we hope very well. I'm, I'm, I'm like you, man. We're both sick under the weather. But needless to say, we the, match, the show must go on. But George, I got something for you, kind of pretty exciting for you, since I know you're a big Pokemon fan. Did you know that the Pokemon Symphonic Evolutions or Evolutions is coming to Miami at the uh, Adrian Arch Center, and in December no, I... December third? Check this out, man. It says take a symphonic journey with all sights and sounds of Pokemon. So you got a symphony band or symphonic band. Singing to the music of Pokemon. This will take place December 3rd at the Adrian Arch Center. I'm sure you're marking out to that. Huh. Huh. I'll get my assistant to look up ticket prices. You better be, man. I mean, Pokemon, it's a big deal. You know, it's so funny. I was actually in uh, in Orlando. And, uh, <clears throat> they got, you guys got to check this out. They got a, a I believe it's called uh, Super Scion. It's a noodle shop themed after Dragon Ball Z in Orlando. Hmm. So if you're ever in the area of Orlando and you happen to be checking out Disney World or Universal or whatever heck it is, Super Saiyan, that is the noodle shop themed after Dragon Ball Z, George. Are you popping one right now? Uh, well, definitely we will be visiting that place again when the Roman show goes live at WrestleMania uh, 34. Shall yes. we say? Yes, 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 next year. And by the way, I uh, want a special thank you to Trevin Adams of uh, FIP. Uh, we were out there this weekend at the FIP show. Great stuff, great talent. We had the opportunity uh, of interviewing uh, Jason Cade um, and Brooks, Adam Brooks, from all the way from Australia. Great talent you guys need to keep your eye on. We'll be posting those interviews soon on the YouTube channel. That's at youtube.com forward slash roman one But George, want to get this out of the way. Athlon Rub, an all-natural sport rub, brings the martial arts time-tested tie oil to all serious athletes. 
Made in the United States of America from an FDA and GMP certified facility, athletes will now have a trusted source and steady supply for Thai oil to aid in their warm-up training and recovery. Warm better, train harder, recover faster. AthlonRub.com. That's what we need to recover from this uh, <clears throat> cold that you and I have, George. Needless to say, we're going to kick it into reality check. And now, it's time to give you a reality check. All right, George. Just like you and me, we are excited John Cena returned to Monday Night Raw, but that's not the reason why we are elated. The reason is because AJ Styles turned heel and joined forces with none other than Gallows and Anderson to what was formerly known in New Japan Pro Wrestling as the Bullet Club is now known in the WWE as The Club. But George, finally we got something really, really good in our hands, George. And the good thing about it is they let AJ Styles nearly, you know, just destroy John Cena, which is exactly what was needed and expected from these guys. That's what they did in New Japan, and they're following the same path. I'm excited. I'm happy. I was like a little kid yelling and, and, and cheering on for the bad guys. Well, AJ just snapped, uh, you know, during this segment, and finally showed his true colors. As a matter of fact, during the segment, when uh, if you hear closely, a lot of fans are more cheering AJ than booing it because this is what they've been waiting for for a very long time. Now, mind you, you know, Mr. Roman, I have to question something to you. What do you think would have made a bigger impact for AJ? If AJ would have turned heel on Roman or if AJ would have turned heel on John Cena? Especially on the day of Memorial Day, especially after that heartfelt speech that John Cena sent to all the soldiers. No, it was perfectly done. It was perfectly executed. Totally great heel heat on AJ Styles. Kudos to the writers. Finally, you did something right. Well, I have to say, you know, Mick Foley said it best when he tweeted uh, this a little earlier today. He said that WWE might as well have revealed the main event for SummerSlam this year due due to the overman's popularity of the crowd reaction for AJ and John Cena. Now, Now, Mr. Roman, between you and I, we shared many, many messages during this segment, and the one thing I, you and I both agreed on was that this is the third round yeah. of what many things to come. From when it comes to the first Hogan and Rock, to then Rock and John Cena, and now we get Cena and AJ Styles. This is the new feud, the new past the torch of this era. And that's awesome. Rightfully so deserved for AJ Styles. You know, there, I mean, you have a couple of matches there, Brad. John Cena can take on Anderson and then later on Gallows, then leading him up to AJ Styles at SummerSlam. I think that could be done. They, they have many, many ways to work this feud. You, you took the words right out of my mouth, Mr. Roman. You could have one-on-one with Anderson, one-on-one with Gallows, make Cena fight. Make Cena earn his chance against AJ, which clearly is the leader of the club. Now, a lot of people are, are quoting, okay, where does Finn Balor land in this? 
because a lot of people were saying, oh, but Balor's calling his thing the Balor Club in NXT. Listen, look at the name, the club, okay? That doesn't mean it's called the AJ Club. It doesn't mean it's called the Gallows and Anderson Club. Because Finn can easily been, be thrown into the mix, take over against AJ, and then you will be known as the Balor Club. Yeah, have, guys, you have Cena maybe perhaps defeat AJ, and then Balor comes in and says, "No, I'll do it," and then have Finn Balor defeat Cena. Exactly, but guys. I must say, for everyone watching WWE Raw, I'm a fan. I'm not a writer. I'm a fan, and I have to say, stay tuned, ride the roller coaster alongside all of us, because I can assure you, with this program that we're about to enter, is going to be a very, very fun ride. I think so too. And now switching gears, George. Speaking about fun rides, we also learned that there's a brand split between SmackDown and Raw. We still don't know when the draft date is going to be. We did get word that the champion will be on both shows. Um, you know, we we had this a while ago, and it came back. I I would agree that this is kind of a, a good thing to do. You know, too much stuff into two shows, and now you're able to follow one storyline, let's say on a Tuesday, and then another storyline on a Monday. So it makes perfectly good sense. Let's just hope though that they know how to use it, they keep it how it is, and it doesn't just die down after a while. Well, wrestlers already, like WWE superstars, like Sasha Banks, have already took to Twitter and, and commented that she's crossing her fingers to be transferred over to SmackDown. Uh, because I feel like what they're doing is what they originally did with the plans, was that SmackDown will be used for the younger, up-and-coming talent, whereas Raw will be used for your high-tail talent, you know, the ones that already made a name for themselves. Yeah. Uh, you know, kind of like calling SmackDown the television NXT, you know? But from what I understand is they don't have that many superstars to spread between two rosters like that. So do expect a huge call-up from NXT. So yeah, I, if you ask me, I feel like NXT might not be shutting its doors because, shoot, there's still a whole lot of other superstars in the NXT locker room. But that is why a lot of people are taking note about NXT TakeOver at the end because you might see a lot of the peop- a lot of the cement that make your NXT now come to the WWE roster to fill those voids. Well, you're seeing new faces all the time on, on NXT. Uh, I mean, especially with the women and even the tam- tag team division. We just had debut TM61, which is what was the Mighty Don't Kneel uh, over in New Japan yep. Pro Wrestling. Um, I mean, you're seeing it. Gargano, for example, Ciampa, those are other guys that are being pushed as we speak. Uh, but that team's not going anywhere, George. I, I don't see it going anywhere at all. Plus, that is, uh, I would say, their hybrid, you know, their, their, their go-to show in the WWE Network because... It's given to us every single week. Uh, it's consistent. It has not changed. Uh, and you don't get it by seasons. It's on a weekly well, basis. But here's the thing, Mr. Roman. You look at the rumored list of the, the draft, what's 
coming. And you see names like Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano going over to the SmackDown roster. And then you see Finn Balor on the Raw roster. You see Samoa Joe on the uh, Raw roster. You see so much people being called from NXT. You can't play, like, and also you see Shinsuke Nakamura being called up to the SmackDown roster. You know, it, it's, you have so much cement that will be called up. You can't clearly main event a takeover, an NXT takeover, with a just recent, you know, NXT graduate. Yeah. You can't. You can't. No, because no. You, you, you don't have the star power to do it. Yeah. Now, if you build them, give them a, maybe a year, then we might be able to see a return of a takeover. But this could clearly be the end of NXT takeovers. Uh-huh. NXT takeovers, but at the same time, I don't think it's the end for NXT itself. And by the way, no. according to the um, one of the, the Ticketmasters, they had been rumored that the NXT takeover was, was taken out for uh, the summertime, but apparently it's still there. So it, it, it's still really in the tippity. We can't go out and say that it's over or whatnot. We're just going to have to wait and see. But one thing, though, Vince Russo, former writer, WWE, WCW, TNA, and the whole nine, liked, disliked, whatever you want to feel. He went on an, uh, on a program and stated his opinion about the new talent. He said that there's, just, there's a lot of talent, there's a lot of great talent, but it seems that they're, they're so green that they don't know where the hell they are. That they are lost. There's no identity. He took, for instance, a Dean Ambrose. He said that, sure, he's a lunatic fringe. But what the heck is a lunatic fringe? Just because you put in the lunatic doesn't actually mean that you will know what a lunatic is or a lunatic does. Do you think that he is on point with this stuff? That the identity, the story writing, the, 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 the folding of a, of a story is not quite there yet for some of these guys because they're just too green. They just stick too much on the wrestling and not on the storyline. Listen, as let, let's use Dean Ambrose's, uh, you know, his attack on Dean Ambrose, for instance. I feel like Dean Ambrose's lunatic fringe has been completely told as as far as the story is concerned. And the point of a story is, is that you just don't give the entire story on the first page. You give the story while you continue reading. You know, we're only touching the mere surface of a Dean Ambrose, okay? Dean Ambrose was, like, his lunatic fringe first started with with his feud against Bray Wyatt, where we actually did see a side of Dean Ambrose we've never seen before. And then... And then we kind of saw him grow and grow and grow into a point where his feud with Chris Jericho was just off the top, where you even saw Chris Jericho kind of like digging for a little bit of lunacy, you know, to the asylum match, which to me was one hell of a match, you know. So to me, yeah, we're not getting the full lunatic fringe yet. But again, that goes with the story. It goes on by the pages. Vince should know better than that as a storyteller that we should not get the full lunatic fringe all on the first page. Yeah, That's just my... Yeah, absolutely true and very quite amazing stuff uh, from all these new talents that are coming in. But but, I mean, to a sense, it is kind of, uh, you know, on point what he's saying some of the talent you do kind of get lost like a Sami Zayn for instance 
I mean, who's what? What's Sami Zayn? What? 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 What is he? What does he do? Think about it. In the point, he's got it right. But Mr. Roman, like when you look out to the crowd, do you do you think the crowd really cares about you know character, or do they care about hot you know great action? Like, don't get me wrong, character is a great thing. I'm never gonna say that. Don't stop building character, but. W- but when you look at priority, what are they looking at the most? Like, perfect example. Randy Orton used to be this lunatic that would hear voices in his head, kick heads off people's shoulders, you know, and and do this and do that. Uh, freaking uh, even kick uh, Triple H's wife on the head and, and steal kisses and, and all this crazy lunacy stuff. He used to be known as the legend killer. You remember all that? I do, I do, I do. Okay, now look at him today. Do you see any of the voices in his head kind of character, the kicking your head off the shoulders, stealing kisses, doing this, doing that, anymore? Just recently we saw him as a poster boy for the authority. But now when he he turned face, we didn't even see lunacy, nor do we see poster boy. We just saw a wrestler. Very true. All right, I'll give you that. (laughs) I'll give you that. So it, that's why I'm saying I don't feel like character is a good thing. Again, I'm not bashing pro wrestling. I'm not bashing wrestlers. I'm not bashing promoters. I'm not saying that character is a bad thing because it's not. It's always great to develop something. But when it comes to priority to a fan, they will see character as number two and wrestling as a number one now. All right, now because you- remember... Because remember, Triple H said the best. We are entering the reality era. Fans are a lot smarter now than they were back in the 1980s, Mr. Roman. I agree. Now, do you agree with us or disagree? Uh, make sure you uh, give us a call. 786-942-9424. That's 786-942-9424. That is the official The Roman Show Hotline. We'll be right back with Abdiel Velasquez, who will take on Alexis Vila at the upcoming Titan FC fight card in Coral Gables, June 10th. Marlins fans, you don't have to wait for the 2017 All-Star Game at Marlins Park to catch All-Star Fever. Awesome this year. Every Saturday is an All-Star Saturday. I like it. Every Saturday home game will feature a bobblehead giveaway of your favorite Marlins All-Stars in franchise history. Charles Johnson, Jeff Conine, Mike Lowell, Al Leiter, Dontrell Willis, and many more. I do love those guys. Go to Marlins.com today and secure your tickets for All-Star Saturday. Bobbleheads will be available while supplies last. Hey everyone, thanks again for joining us on the Roman Show. Uh, June 10th, Titan FC returns to action here in South Florida, but this time they're going to be at the Bank United Center in Coral Gables. And on the line right now, we have Abdiel Vasquez. Uh, I always get it confused. I have a friend, Abdiel, who has the same name, Abdiel, and I get you guys confused. <laughs> you know? Abdiel is not, is not, is a, it's kind of like a common name. Uh, it's around, you know, you don't hear it as much, but, you know, they, they pronounce it differently. People, you know, when you see it. Absolutely, but Abdiel, you are fighting Alexis Vila, uh, a person who is well known here in South Florida. He fought on several of the local promotions, including Fight Time, CFA, and of course Bellator. He is also a former Olympic medalist uh, for the representative the Cuban team. And now you get your chance uh, to fight this this veteran of the sport, Alexis Vila. But you just came out fresh off your fight against Hyander Cubita. Uh, at the House of Fame, I want to first talk to you about that because it's a quick turnaround, Abdiel. Uh, you just fought, 
in uh, in May, and then right back. I mean, in about a month and a couple of days, you're right back in action. Yeah, you know, um, um, when I, uh, you know, pretty much I haven't fought over like for like six months since my loss, you know, and I had to get myself together and so. But like, you know, I got prepared for this for this fight, and you know, when I won, you know, I was really, I was still fresh, I was still ready to go. So you know, I was I was prepared to you know to fight again, you know, whenever I was uh, I train every day. You know, four or five times a week. Yeah, days, yeah. So from that fight with Highlander, I mean, you came out, you're good. Yeah, well, I came out. I came out great. You know, I, you know, I worked uh, pretty much. You know, me and my coaches worked, and we made made a good plan. You know, try him out. You know, he's not. He wasn't going to go a distance with us. So you know, I pretty much you know stay in my game. Try to you know keep my pace. You know, not to get you know too injured too much because you know you never know when you get be prepared to for a next fight. So right now. Want to talk to you about that that night of House of Fame, and I'm sure you were aware, but that the judging, the the referee stoppage, some were complaining, not just in your fight, but in other fights. Uh, you think everything was fair for the most part, uh, the stoppage? Um, you know, it was, you know, it, it was kind of called, you know, a little early, you know, because you know, you never know what happens when you're on the ground. But you know, I got him, I got him with a good knee in the face, and you know, I got him with a cross, and he went down, so. You know, it's the referee's call, it's not mine. I, you know, I, I keep going. So, you know, it's whatever the referee, you know, if he pulls me away or pushes me away, that's when, you know, that's the call. Can't, you know, can't deny it. Now, Abdel, in that fight, there was a lot of heat between you guys in the, in the, in the way, and you didn't even shake hands. You guys pieced it out afterwards? Um, no, not really. We didn't really talk or nothing, you know, right after he lost, pretty much, you know. Um, you know, he didn't, he, he burst out, didn't, you know, want to deal with nobody. And I didn't really want to talk to him either, either way, so. So, Dion, now you move uh, Titan FC. Obviously, it, it's a big, big stage for you. It's going to be on the UFC side pass. What can you tell me about Alexis Vila? Uh, he has not fought in, uh, in some time now, actually. But you're going to get your yeah. chance here uh, against Alexis. What can you tell me? Have you done your homework already? Uh, we're just a few yeah, weeks away. Homework, you know, I searched him right up when I got offered for this fight. You know, I took it, you know, because... I, I feel confident, you know, that I can beat him, and I know I will. Um, you know, he's a two-time Olympic wrestler. You know, he has decent hands. Um, you know, he's been he's been fighting for a good amount of years, and you know, I just gotta you know I just gotta watch out for his you know his wrestling. Most that's pretty much the game plan, and you know his stand up. But I I'm pretty sure my stand up will be you know will be better than his, so it's gonna be a little scrap. Now, I remember when you were uh, voicing in in in, uh, in, in this uh, weigh-in and so forth with Highlander, you were calling him out, saying that he was old and he was slow and so forth. Are you going to use some of this smack talk here against Alexis Vila, who's actually older than than Guita? Yeah, I was surprised when I when I uh, when I heard about him. I, you know, it was old, a little older, but like you know, like yeah, pretty much. You know, it's, I'm I'm the newcomer. I'm a new upcoming you know fighter. You know, I'm one of the best, and you know, I'm going to be one of the top ones out there. So. You know, um, I'm, I'm here to be the best in Florida, so I'm here to fight the best. And I know uh, Alex, Alexis Vila been around for a couple of years, and everybody know him around Florida. He's well known, and you know people are expect, you know people like this matchup, so I'm excited for it. Now you were born in Puerto Rico, and uh, now you're training here in, in, in Florida. Are you with the ATT camp in Port in Port St. Lucie? Uh, uh, no, I'm with uh, ATT Tampa. ATT Tampa. So you're in ATT Tampa. So. Tell me about uh, you. How did you start mixed martial arts? Because in Puerto Rico, from what I understand, you also played other sports, and uh, they got you into the martial arts. So tell me the story how you got involved with MMA. Uh, 
I got a, I got a, I got pretty much involved with my friend. Involved, uh, took me out to E and pretty much when I, uh, he's a, he's pretty much a fighter too. He he does fighting and he's a pro too. Um, he took me out. He uh, he showed me, you know, he took me out to E and you know for the UFC fights. And when I first saw it, I never knew about it. And you know, when I first my my first sight on it, and I I you know I loved it. You know, there's a mix of everything. You know, kicking boxing, wrestling, everything involved, and that's what I like, you know, because I did boxing when I was in uh, high school, the same as wrestling, um, and, you know, I was trying to get into boxing more, but it wasn't calling for me, and I, I know this is a, you know, this is a good, you know, involved for me. So you started off, your base was boxing, and then you built from that? Yeah, yeah, I did. And you didn't do any wrestling or any other sports? Yeah, yeah, I did wrestling in high school, too. I did uh, three years in wrestling. And then from there you 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 evolutionized. Now from Puerto Rico, when did you come to the states uh, to, to to Florida? Uh, I, I came down when I was six. Um, you know, I I moved out here. Um, pretty much lived here all my life. I moved around. I used to live in West Palm, Miami, Orlando, and now I live here in you know Port Richie, Tampa, close to it. Um, so I moved around, but you know I'm well known around here. So you you from Puerto Rico? Have you gone to to PR? You know, knowing that the UFC did held an event way, way, way back in the day, and uh, there's a lot of Puerto Rican fighters, and there's a couple of good camps down there. Have you trained out there recently? No, I haven't got, I haven't been, I haven't trained there, I haven't been there for five years. Um, you know, I want to go out there, um, you know, to show what I have, to see my family, and, you know, get them to see me, to, you know, to fight. Um, you know, I got a lot of fans out there in Puerto Rico, and it helps, you know, it'll get me out there. Is that one of your your goals to possibly uh, be in a UFC in in Puerto Rico, not necessarily UFC, but maybe any of the other guys uh, that visits Puerto Rico and be in that fight card? Um, you know, if if it, you know, sorry about that. if I have right. the chance, sorry about that, my dog. If I have the chance for it, you know, if it calls me and I still, you know, if and I still have it, yeah, I'll definitely go for it. You know, um, you know, I signed a four fight contract with uh, Titan FC, so whatever call, you know, whatever happens, happens. So it's a five uh, fight contract with uh, Titan FC. Oh, four, 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 four. Okay. So what can you tell me yeah. about the promotion compared to the other ones? I mean, you were with House of Fame for some time. Now, now you've jumped ship to Titan FC. And uh, what are your 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 goals in the, in this promotion? Um, pretty much, I want to be on the top, one of the top twenty fivers. Um, you know, I fought for Hoff for a good amount of years, a good two years. Um, fought for every promotion. Uh, you know, they treat they treat me well, you know, they treat the fight as well, you know, and, you know, um, I thank them for that, you know, they helped me get my name out there, helped me build my name, helped me out. Uh, I just, you know, I, I got, to, I moved up to Titan because, you know, it's another level, it's, you know, it's, it's another, another level that I could be at. I have to, I want to challenge myself, I want to see, you know, who's the best, and, you know, this is a good fit for me. Um, you know, it's close to, you know, I want to get to the UFC or Bellator or wherever, you know, they, they call. Um, I'll be prepared. Um, just you know, it's it's a good you know it's a good movement for me, and I I'm just blessed for this chance. Well, dear, I want to thank you for your time, man, and wish you good luck against Alexis Vila. Again, don't forget to catch it live on UFC Fight Pass. Uh, if you are not in Florida, but if you are in Florida, head on over to the Bank United Center on June 10th as Titan FC takes place uh, in Coral Gables, and Abdiel will fight Alexis Vila on that fight card. Thanks so much for your time, man. Look forward to seeing you in action again. Thank you, sir. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to fight. Bye-bye. Thank you, man. You too. Thank you, Roman. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to 
the showdown. Well, welcome everyone again to the Roman Show. Just a- Georgia wants to remind everyone here. I actually put them, make sure they put it on their calendar. I will be announcing the upcoming XFN show in Fort Lauderdale. That's XFN number nine, Saturday, June 11th, at the uh, the Bahia Mar. That's Bahia Mar, M-A-R. That's right. In Fort Lauderdale, the doors open at 6 p.m. You can get your tickets at xfn9.evite. In sorry about the me repeat that again. That's xfn9. That's number nine. Dot eventbrite.com. That's xfn9. Dot eventbrite.com. That's my next show that I will be personally announcing, ring announcing for xfn number nine, Saturday, June 11th. So check that out and put it on your calendars, guys. So just a friendly reminder to follow us on social media at the Roman Show on Twitter. And uh, on Facebook, Facebook forward slash the uh, Roman Show Media. Subscribe there to follow up on the latest, what's happening on the program, um, upcoming interviews. In fact, we have an interview with um, Elias of Nonpoint uh, on the program, which, mind you, Nonpoint has provided several music for the SmackDown and Raw video games. So you can check that out on the program coming up in just, uh, let's see, well, next week we have Karina Dam who will be fighting on Titan FC. Uh, and we will we'll also have uh, Elias as well, although the following week we'll be off because I will be in Japan, George, so we can uh, follow up there somehow. We'll be on different time schedules, though. Uh, that would be interesting. Well, we'll see how it work it out, but it's now time to talk some MMA, and this weekend, uh, Abel Trujillo, he dedicated his, uh, his win uh, for, uh, to Jordan Parsons, who passed away, and it was a very emotional uh, UFC fight, uh, fight night fight card because of that. And, and Trujillo obviously coming up ahead, uh, who's looking very, very good in the lightweight division there. Um, and and it's, it's a very sad situation, what's going on. So kudos to uh, Trujillo for dedicating that fight to Jordan Parsons, the late Jay Spark Jordan Parsons, which was recently laid to rest. I believe it was about a week ago or two weeks ago that he was put to rest. Jordan, at last we're getting Josh Barnett versus... Uh, Andre Arlovsky, this fight was supposed to happen back in 2008, part of the Affliction pay-per-view, but that Affliction pay-per-view failed because it was canceled. I believe they didn't have the funding to uh, go ahead and forward, but Barnett and Arlovsky, two veterans of the sport. Barnett, also a professional wrestler, well-known in Japan, is going to square up against Andre Arlovsky. They're two vets going at it toe-to-toe. They are part of uh, an upcoming fight card, the main event, actually, to be exact. Two guys that, you know, with a loss, I don't know what they're going to do with their career, but... uh, very, very close uh, to the end uh, of their retirement, uh, and that is for Josh Barnett and Olowski. Who do you have for this fight, uh, George, winning? Uh, to be honest with you, this is a very hard toss-up, uh, Mr. Roman. Uh, Arlovsky and Barnett, like, literally, I have, I'm going to say this out with a limb, because like how you were just saying, this is a, a fight that's kind of getting near both of their careers, you know, and with a loss, who knows what might happen. So literally, this is what you would want to call a do-or-die fight, because, and that is just going to spark up a flame from both fighters, because they're going to both know they cannot lose, <laughs> no matter what the consequence, they cannot lose this fight. They don't want to lose this fight because they want to go out with a bang. They want to go out with saying, I knocked out Barnett or I made Olowski tapped out. But I have to say, I'm going to give it to Barnett. The reason why 
why? Because he has such a long range of weaponry in his in his arsenal that he could possibly out wrestle and outgun Arlovsky in this coming fight. Agreed. But if Arlovsky is able to use those hands, which he has improved and, and uh, crisped up, he could KO Josh Barnett. So but it's going to be a toss up. But Mr. Roman, let me stop you there. A person. This is kind of like bringing a knife to a gunfight, okay? You might have powerful hands, but that doesn't mean that you have a powerful uh, lower body, okay? So if Barnett goes for a takedown, it's done. Yeah, I, I agree with you. We're going to have to wait and see uh, with the, this fight, but uh, it is definitely going to see one that is finally happening close to almost 10 years, almost 10 years in the making. Eight years in the making since it was back to what happened back in 2008. We're finally getting this fight happening. Arlovsky versus Barnett. Secondly, Floyd Mather, the, the, the boxing champion who is now retired, allegedly, uh, put it, posted a promotional flyer or posting of him and Conor McGregor squaring off, saying that the fight will happen. We keep getting teases and teases and teases. Conor McGregor even posted on Twitter... One and O, we all know what uh, he is pointing out to. But one thing that just really upsets me, George, is that Conor McGregor is the UFC featherweight champion, and this guy keeps toying around about getting in, stepping inside a boxing ring and facing Floyd Mayweather when he should be focused on defending his title in the UFC. This is my question, George. Why in the hell has this guy not been stripped of his title for acting silly? And promoting another sport when he's supposed to be promoting his sport with MMA. You can't, you know, you can't bite, you can't bite the hand that feeds you. Well, Mr. Roman, at the same time, you have to think as a businessman because Conor McGregor still holds the title of the UFC. It's kind of like if WCW was still around and they send a WCW champion, you know, over to WWE. You know, they're promoting WCW in a different organization. Now, Conor McGregor is doing the same thing. He is the UFC champion, and he's about to enter a boxing ring as the UFC champion. You're, you have to think of it as a but, but look, it seems like they're babying him, though. Look, they were going to give him an idea because he requested the rematch, all right? They were they were gonna they were able to just kneel down and give him whatever the hell he wants. All right, he gets kicked out of the of, of the out of the fight card because he didn't attend to media um, uh, uh, post conference. I mean, conference is fine, whatever. Give you that. But then we have not heard when the heck he's gonna defend his title. But we do know when he's gonna fight Floyd Mayweather. Apparently in September. Because again, Mr. Roman, and again, I'm, on a personal standpoint, I could agree with you is not you know right. Because you got people fighting and defending the UFC championships in their own sport and not doing it somewhere else. I could understand that. But, and again, I'm on your side. But then you have to look at it from a business standpoint. And you have to look at it where, where, where the money is coming from. And right now the money is going straight into the pockets of Dana White, you know, because of this cross-promotion of Conor McGregor now wanting to step into the boxing ring against Floyd Mayweather, which Mayweather is practically like the Conor McGregor of boxing. Yeah. Anytime, it, it, 
boxing ring with a clown, and I could guarantee you that they'll make millions and millions of dollars off that pay-per-view loan. I agree. I mean, so, they're, they're going to bank. They're both going to bank, but... It, exactly. But you're the jab. What I'm trying, out there, man. Enough. But that's, what I'm, but that's what I'm trying to say, Mr. Roman. At the end of the day, yeah, this cross-promotion, the money is going to Dana. Okay? Dana doesn't care. He's getting money nonetheless. But Connor, because how you were quoting last week when you said Connor has no chance to win, Connor is the one that's going into a uh, career suicide because if he walks out of that fight as the loser, uh, not only will he never be able to step into a UFC octagon again, chastised. Exactly, but he would hmm. not only be, he won't also enter a boxing ring again. So what do we have? You know, Mayweather's, are, Mayweather's already retired. What, what does he got to lose? Nothing. He has all, nothing but the gain, and that's a whole lot of money. Just a reminder, yep. folks, this Saturday, June 4th, you have the UFC 199 pay-per-view. It's a big pay-per-view right before UFC 200. And the main event there, Luke Rockhold, uh, putting on his welterweight title against Michael Bisping, and those two have had already a war on Twitter and vocal. Uh, and also Dominic Cruz puts his title on the line against Uriah Faber, those two don't like each other either way, too. And Max Holloway versus Ricardo Lamas. Lamas looking back to get himself in the uh, the title ring. And Dan Henderson versus Hector Lombard, two veterans squaring off. Henderson, if he loses, I think it's about time he put up those gloves up in the hangar. And Lombard, well, he needs to keep winning. Obviously, he uh, his last fight, he, 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 he came out victorious. But prior to that, he was busted with uh, using some illegal substances. Also, finishing out the main card is Bobby Green versus Dustin Poirier. Don't forget to check that out. Rockhold and Bisping going at it toe-to-toe and Cruz versus Faber. George, that's pretty much wraps up this uh, episode of The Roman Show. Uh, hopefully, everyone enjoyed it. Again, call the hotline, 786-942-9424, or email uh, us at info at theromanshow.com. George, final words. We appreciate, we don't bitch. That's all we gotta say about that. With that being said, if you haven't been on, you haven't been heard. This has been The Roman Show. Catch you next week.